0: What is up y'all? Happy Thursday or Friday when this comes out. Uh, welcome back to the Mind to Muscle podcast. I'm your host Maddie Bunker. I'm your other host Bailey DeLore. And we're super excited for this week's episode because we have a guest which is my other amazing assistant coach Natalie. So if you just want to introduce yourself Natalie. Hi Um, I'm Natalie. I'm do I say my full name? I'm Natalie
1: Maligosa. I am the second assistant coach with Strong for Life. Um, A little bit about myself. I am a student right now finishing my bachelor's of science in exercise science um, with the Concentration of clinical rehabilitation at Sacramento State. Um, I graduate in the spring. Hopefully, if they give me all my classes that I
0: registered for yesterday. That's so exciting. And then, yeah, I had to do uh, that too yesterday. The worst.
1: No, I had a panic attack because my major so impacted. So it's like I'm fighting for my life for
0: classes. <laughs> Bro, it's like a thing. It's horrible. Luckily, I only have two more classes and they're both online, so it was easy this time
1: yeah my last three classes are all my last upper division labs that everybody needs so it was like mm-hmm. lovely we're all trying to get like the nicest teacher and like I got messed I got one bad teacher good luck with that. um <laughs> um I plan to pursue my doctorate in physical therapy not this year the up the year following to apply I'm taking a gap year to just kind of work in the field a little bit more do some more hands-on stuff for me personally like I can only learn doing stuff hands-on I think that's why I like labs so much because it actually teaches me stuff rather than like reading a book and then just kind of having to do everything so I really like working in different settings when it comes to PT um, I try my part to get different specialties because I think that's kind of what interests me more um I've learned I cannot do the elderly and children (laughs) that is not where my specialties lie so I have to find that middle ground most likely kind of going that sports
0: route um but yeah I don't know if you guys want like full background (laughs) yeah do you want to give just kind of like your background in fitness and how you got into coaching
1: yeah, so I have been an athlete my entire life. I can't remember a time where I wasn't. Um, I grew up with my parents being like, you need to do something. So like, you're not at what? home. So I did, <laughs> I did basically everything they let me. I did like tap hands, which like people think is so random. And I'm like, eh, I understand. Cause like, if you saw me play soccer, it was like, this bitch is aggressive. So why did she tap dance so that's
2: like, amazing. I totally understood
1: <laughs> so I did, tap I, did tap dance. Bit,
2: I was terrible
1: I did ballet I, it was it. Awful. I, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't do ballet but tap I was like I think it's I'm just good with my feet. that's probably why I ended up yeah. playing soccer um but I did tap I did karate I did basketball
0: um, well-rounded
1: we love that basketball I sucked at basketball. I only made the team because I was fast and like aggressive. Yeah, That's literally much. the only reason why they put me on. <laughs> um, yeah. So I settled on playing soccer because my parents, when I was like 12, they're like, we can't keep driving you everywhere. You need to pick one and stick with it. So I played <laughs> I decided to play soccer. And then I started playing competitive soccer right off the bat when I did that. And I think I'm naturally a very, very competitive person. Like I thrive in those settings. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you can't play board games with me because those will get like heated. My boyfriend gets so mad because he's like, ha, ha ha, this is so fun. And I'm like, I'm gonna crush you
0: No, like me and my color. boyfriend have like gotten in legit fights over bowling or Dude, games because we're that's both my family. It's my so whole bad. family.
2: We have, like, outlawed games at, like, Christmas and stuff because it gets way too intense.
0: Oh, yeah, same. My mom gets so mad because we're, she's like, it's just, we're supposed to be having fun. And me and my siblings are like, no, it's not fun. I'm like, the only thing fun is winning. So I don't
1: care. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that from my dad because my mom is probably, like, way more chill. But me and my dad, like, go at it when we play like, sorry and trouble. So it's definitely from him. But. When I started playing soccer, that was like all I did. It was like soccer, and especially I played club soccer and school soccer. So it was like I went to school, did school, barely paid attention in school, then went to go to soccer practice, then went to my other soccer practice, came home eight, and like that's all I did. In it was there. like a reoccurring cycle. So I didn't breathe. I didn't have time to like think about what I wanted to do. And then I had probably sprained my ankle playing soccer. I could probably say like twelve times total um my ankles my it's a it's a genetic thing. my dad has really bad ankles. I also just i was a defender I played center back I slid I did everything I was like very very aggressive so it made sense to kind of hurt myself pretty occasionally um but at the age of like 17 18 right when you're trying to go play college ball, it's like my ankle just gave out. It was like, not anymore. You can't do this. Let me practically break so that you can't keep going. So I had a hairline fracture in my left ankle. Didn't it require like a full cast. I had an air cast for a while. And then I was in PT for a good chunk of the year. Um, that is kind of where I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Because like, even Maddie now, like with your injury, it's like, what do I do when that's the only thing I do? It's like, how do I even
2: mm-hmm.
1: live? Like, what, what, what do I do after school? What do I do during school? Like, I couldn't play soccer. Um, I couldn't miss class, like, when I wouldn't leave for my games and stuff. And it was that time of being like, okay, we're going to either play college ball. This fire truck really feels like the worst time. But um, I was like, do I play college ball? Do I keep trying to get into scholarship? Do I try to still do that? But then I think I went into like this depressive episode of like being in an injury and just like, I don't want to do anything anymore. Fuck the world. Like the world is against me. I can't even do what I want to do. Yeah. But, and
0: uh, so hard, especially when that's like your entire life. And that's what I went through like after sports, not doing sports, but also now having shoulder surgery, I can't lift. And it's like the worst thing ever. And I'm like, what do I do with my life?
1: <laughs> yeah. And especially when you're like 18, like you already don't know what the yeah. hell you want to do with your life. And yeah. you're like already so scared and confused about what the world has to offer. And then that one thing that was supposed to take you somewhere, just like almost like slap you in the face so um after that I went into this weird cycle already my food was not the best I ate kind of whatever I wanted but also was still very aware of how I looked so I would try to eat super duper healthy but my family doesn't eat super duper healthy so then I was like how do I even eat healthy and then it was just like steaming vegetables and taking that as a lunch because that's what I thought was like healthy (laughs) and my mom was just like what are you doing like what you don't need to steam baby carrots and I was like well I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do like how do I even navigate that so um after soccer I went into like the opposite where I was like I'm not working out so I'm only gonna have salad and a coffee like every day for lunch because we could leave for like lunch on school so I would go to Safeway I would get a salad and I would get a Starbucks That was literally all I was eating and then maybe I would like binge later on with like Chinese food or something that was like the complete opposite and it was like this reoccurring cycle um it didn't help that my ex-boyfriend at the time like also was not good with food and like also kind of had that disordered eating I think it stuck me in a bubble of like restrict binge restrict binge for so long I did that maybe for like three four years just like consistently. And then I started going to college and I was like, I don't know what to do. I started just running. I ran so much. I hate running. I ran a half marathon. <laughs> I still hate running. Um, and even like with soccer, it's fast. Like it's a stop and go sport. So like I could sprint, give me some sprints, yeah. but like running Same. two miles for fun, not fun. So I ran I remember this so vividly I would do two miles around my block even when it was like 110 outside in tiny little shorts in the sports bra I would run around I would come back into my garage do 50 glute kickbacks 50 bodyweight squats 50 <laughs> 50 sit-ups like I did all of that and then I was like I'm jacked and like Whoa. I think I was just like trying to like over exert because I needed like a lot of intensity coming off of something like soccer it was Mm -hmm. like I need to do the most that I can because that's the only thing that's gonna fulfill me yeah I was like it was just not good and then that's where I realized like I over exercised way too much in that time period maybe for like two years it was like cardio so much abs so many different things and they were always like giant sets of like 50 to 100 just like going crazy and I was like what is the point of this and this was probably like peak Pinterest like oh, yes,
0: in there and that's like we see so many of our clients who are ex-athletes come into us and they're just doing mm-hmm. high intensity like tons of cardio not eating a lot and they're like but I want to build muscle I'm like well let's lift weights and let's eat more
2: yeah, yeah it's like a really easy thing to get caught into I think sports because sports is always like it's competition with other teams but with teammates as well to like get playing time and so it's always that mindset of like you have to do more you're not ever doing enough and it's really easy to get like caught in that cycle
1: yeah so I think I competed with myself like way too much and it was almost this thing of like I need to still prove that I'm athletic to everyone else so let me still look like an athlete even though if you saw the depletion in my legs because like I play soccer always had big old quads big old calves you take me from just running I look tiny and like I think that was also the time of like thigh gaps being
2: oh yeah I remember that (laughs)
1: always what I wanted and I'm a curvy I'm a I'm a a Latina so I have curves and then also I played soccer so my legs were not small I did not have a thigh gap and so when I was running it's like dang she's skinny and then I didn't even realize until maybe now that I was like that small because in that moment it was like I'm still huge I'm still huge my hips are huge my thighs are huge I still am not where I want to be. And I don't look like how I want to be where if you like, if I showed you the pictures of what I wanted to look like, those girls are jack jacked where now I'm like, but really like you need, I have a lot of muscle now and I still need way more muscle to look like
0: Yeah. And so, I, I mean, it's crazy, like how much in the moment you're like, oh, I need to lose more weight or I need to look like this. And you look back at pictures and like, I see myself, and I'm like, I was tiny. I had no muscle in my body. And like, I like the way I look now more when I'm lifting or when I was lifting heavy and able to lift heavy and have muscle. Like that's when you feel good. And like, you look good and feel strong rather than just trying to be your skinniest self.
1: Yeah. And I think like, I just, I was trying to shrink and I'm five two, like, It is already hard for me to lose weight now being like healthy and, you know, I don't have a lot of body to like, where it's going to go. So it's just kind of like, I was trying so hard for nothing basically. And then I had a really bad breakup and that's what got me in the gym. I then transferred my running into the gym and then I was running and then I dabbled with some weight. And then I met one of my, um, actually now she's my brother or my brother she's my boyfriend's sister I met her in college and we had a class together and we were like talking about how we went to the same gym so we went to the gym together and she worked out with like she worked out with like big old dudes and like they were like six foot like very large power men and so I was like what the fuck am I gonna do like I run <laughs> like I do glute bridges and glute kickbacks what's gonna happen kind of thing and so he put us through a workout. It- wasn't like crazy crazy I guess because like my legs are relatively strong but I was like what is this? I kind of like this like I kind of like this like back and forth intensity thing lifting something I felt really good so I kept working out with them and then it just kind of led to me being like okay well I can't do this forever like I don't want to look that large and in charge so let me like try to manipulate this to what I want for my own body in terms of stuff like that. Also, they did like a lot of powerlifting. Now, like, I really do enjoy strength based things, but like, I still can't do a one rep max kind of thing. That's just not necessarily my
0: jam. And do it that's my favorite thing. But also, yeah, because me too, like, oh, eh. that's how I broke my shoulder.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I, that's what they were doing. And I was just like, I don't know about that. And also I think I cared a little bit more about my form because this is when like I started college. So like all my classes kind of started ramping up and I started working in a physical therapy clinic. So then I was also like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to be like all of these people who come into this office. So, um, I just kind of took a step back and started doing my own things. And I saw some changes in my body relatively fast, like newbie games for sure, especially in my arms because I played soccer. My arms were constant noodles, like very, very tiny. And I was always jealous of my basketball friends because they looked jacked in their upper body. <laughs> <laughs> the like the basketball girlies. I was like, what the hell? And they could just ramp up like push ups. And I was like, push-ups I can do like two push-ups maybe like on a good day so I really really like seeing my back and my shoulders kind of pop through with that first like the days. Mm-hmm. and then this is the time where I also found out I had irritable bowel syndrome because I was eating super healthy like only veggies only meat only that and it was so much fiber and the doctors were like, You're not eating enough fiber. And I was like, Do you know what I'm eating in a day? Like, I'm eating <laughs> so much fiber. And nobody believed in me because they were like, Nobody eats so much fiber. And so they just kind of blew me off. So I started doing like test runs of foods that didn't work. So now I don't eat like, I don't touch gaseous vegetables because they fuck so bad with my stomach. So I don't do broccoli, I don't do cauliflower. Um, Don't really do cabbage too much, things like that. I don't touch beans or legumes either. They just do not go well with me. So
0: for the side side note, like those foods are not bad. Just some people can handle them better than others.
1: Exactly. And my stomach just doesn't digest them very well. Same thing with like dairy. Um, I'm not a big lactose girly. I try to be pretty good on stuff like that. Um, so I just kind of had to test that. I was like four months. My boyfriend was like really irritated because all I was eating was like plain, plain food to figure out what actually was bothering me. Um, which I, you don't have to do it that way. There's no, like you could go do a food sensitivity test now. Um, but I was what a freshman in college didn't really have a lot of money to do that, trying to figure out how like I could fix that. So Then I switched to working with Megan. This is the first time I worked with Megan in 2019. I worked with her during like the weird in-betweens of COVID because COVID also kept going into 2022. So I went through a reverse diet. First time I ever realized like I could eat so much and still be able to exercise and see the things that I wanted Mm -hmm. to see in my body. Um, I think my boyfriend knew that's what I should do. And he just didn't know how to tell me because it's like, if you see someone with very bad body image issues, it's like, how do you talk to them? And I think that's kind of what he struggled with. So now bless his heart. I think he's the only reason why I can eat so healthy and like be very healthy in terms of how I look. But Megan changed my life. Like from the moment I met her, just because she really did. Mm -hmm helped me heal my relationship with food and exercise to a way where I felt strong and I felt really, really healthy in terms of how my body was functioning. Um, that was like the first time I had my period back. Cause I never had my period during soccer. Um, it maybe happened like every four to six months. Like it wasn't, it wasn't consistent. Yeah. It would just pop up out of nowhere. And it was like huge month gap. So um invest in a coach I tell this to everyone just because no there's so many coaches out there you're gonna find someone who does work well with your goals um but just having someone there kind of cheer you on help you realize like you do need to do certain things so that you can improve and you can get even better like now my life is crazy crazy different um I got into coaching maybe what year is it like 2020 end of 2020, beginning of 2021, um, I did my cert and everything. I fought so hard to not be a personal trainer because I think my parents were like, don't do it. You're not going to make money doing it. This isn't the right direction for you. But even in like, when I was like 15, I think I always wanted to do it because I loved exercise already. If it wasn't PT, I would have probably done like coaching of a sport. Like I would have totally done something like that. So I fought against it. I secretly started doing my certification like on my own time. My boyfriend knew. I was just kind of like, okay, let's figure it out. Um, I got my cert, and then I worked in a commercial gym. Um, that was very, very eye opening to my own op- for my own experience. Um. Yes. I think where I worked, I was so lucky. I have one amazing friend who's a coworker, and we both wanted to do physical therapy, so we bonded really quick in terms of like how we approached exercise. Um, and then I think it was just like a weird environment. I think people were a little intimidated by the knowledge that we both kind of had, especially being like one of the few girls that worked there. Um, so it kind of made me like realize like I couldn't fully do what I wanted to do fully be the coach that I wanted to be especially since I was still working with Megan I worked with Megan on and off um, but I started working with her again while I was working there and I was like I want to do this like this is what I actually want to do because she's changed my life in the last three years where like I changed this life guy like sky's life in like three months but I still know I can do more Um, and I just felt like I couldn't do it there so I said, like, F it, put my hands up. I started online coaching earlier this year. Um, that went, like, okay. I think it was just a weird time, a weird dive into it. And I don't think I did it the way I wanted to do it. I think I was just more, like, starstruck and, like, blinded by the concept of online coaching. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I really, like, paid attention to where I was going. Um, so then I stopped doing that. Um and now we're here now we're here with strong for life I think Maddie also that. kind of fell into my lap a little bit because I was already talking to Carol and Megan like hey y'all, uh, I don't know if I want to keep doing this like I might go full time in a clinic again um you know I feel lost like I just can't be the coach that I really really know I can be and then they were like Natalie, if we could hire you right now, we would hire you, but I can't do that right now, so let me see, and especially since Carol is also a business coach, um, she was, like, throwing names at me, both of her and Megan were just throwing names at me, and I was like, okay, well, I talked to this girl, and, da, 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 da. and then she's like, but I think you should talk to Maddie, because you're, you're an athlete,
2: she's like, Carol is clutch, literally Caroline saved my life
0: Bailey and Natalie to me so Caroline I love you for that <laughs> she was
1: just like I think this is actually where you would be so helpful so maybe that's where you should try and then everything just kind of worked out really weirdly and now we're here <laughs> and now we do this all together but it's a it was definitely like a long process I think I had to go through like a lot of lot of lows to kind of get to that point of like this is the healthiest i think i've been in terms of my body image my overall fitness my mental health like i don't think i'm still not very mentally healthy but this is probably the healthiest (laughs) i've been in terms of mental health um yeah so it's just weird I feel like I told Caroline the other day I was like I think I'm like going through the phase, of like I'm stepping into the person I'm supposed to be finally yeah. and it's like this weird thing of like who am I am I figuring it out and so yeah. um yeah I want to just like stop again and say thank you to both of you because you guys really
0: did welcome me very quickly yeah <laughs> <laughs> the best team ever and i'm just so grateful for y'all because you both like meshed so well with like what i wanted in assistant coaches like i wanted people who were going to pour into my clients as much as i do and like y'all just go above and beyond for every single one of our clients and like they're so freaking lucky to have y'all and just like have the background of being an athlete cuz that's what a lot of our clients are and so it's just like i could not have asked for better assistant coaches to work with me so just throw that out there
2: y'all yeah, Rock. Right. <laughs> I think it's just obviously you know all of our backgrounds are a little bit different like we all came from playing sports and have this athletic background but all had like a very individual journey through it and I just think that's something that people can really identify with of like we all struggle with a lot of the same stuff like whether how you got there or how you're going through it's the same or not like look at all of our stories and how different they are but we all struggled with that like restricting ourselves and then binging and then falling off and like feeling like the answer was like always doing more whatever way we did that in and so to like see that come through on the other side I think people just need to be mindful of that and like how long it took us to get where we are but something that we all did was took the time to like invest in ourselves and our health and like work with people that had already been through it that learned and like knew how to do it
0: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And like, I was talking to one of my clients the other day about that. And she was like, I just want to like, see the changes already and be where that. And I'm like, you have to be patient. It takes time. Like I posted a reel the other day of like my transformation. And it was like three years apart. Like it does not happen overnight, especially if you do it in a healthy and sustainable way. And like, yeah, it sucked because I went through the phases of under eating and I lost too much weight. And then I had to reverse diet and all of those things but I learned so much in the process. And like, I would have gotten there a lot faster if I had I done it right. And I think a lot of people try and take shortcuts and then it takes them longer in the end. And so like invest in yourself, invest in a coach who knows what they're doing so that you can do it the right way and the healthy way and the sustainable way. And I also want to point out that like, Natalie, like you were in college when you invested in a coach, I was as well. And so like yeah, it is an investment and it's scary, but it's literally your help and you like are going to have that knowledge going into your life forever. And so being able to carry that and just learn that knowledge now so you can have it forever. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I think mean,
1: It just changed my life in this way of like, I'm still young and I still have all of this knowledge now that I got yeah. when I was so much younger that it's so easy to see people, especially your like classmates and stuff where they're like, dosing up on caffeine and do I'm, like not really eating throughout the day and I'm like oh my gosh like I just like give people advice when they ask for it because they like, everyone knows what I do and then I'm just like I just want to help everyone like <laughs> I know we're the same age but like I just want to help um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah it's it's a beautiful thing I think for me knowledge has always been something that I've always loved and I think that's why I keep like pushing school and like trying to go a little bit more also like being Dr. Melgoza would not be a bad thing um <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love that I would, I would definitely make my boyfriend um be introduced as Dr. Natalie Melgoza, and then take <laughs> at our wedding actually definitely. Um, because duh But yeah, that's kind of like why I think for me, like you guys can heard, I went through uh, injuries and then like a bunch of struggles where I think for me, the PT world kind of fits into that niche a little bit. Uh, How can I help people without throwing drugs at them, which I think kind of segues us to like what we wanted to go over. Um, But just, because like even now I get told like I should take pain meds for certain things I'm like stop telling me to take pain medication I'm okay I know how to kind of move my body and then um I had a good amount of PTs who didn't do that approach necessarily who took me a little bit more through this movement athletic based kind of rehab which for me it was like oh my god this is eye-opening and amazing so yeah
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I mean, I am very passionate about this subject. And I think doctors are great. They obviously go to school for it. And they know what they're talking about. But I think, like, if you can fix yourself without a pill, and you can fix yourself through diet and exercise, like, I think that is the way to go personally. And one of my clients the other day actually messaged me and said, like, when she started our program, she got off her anxiety meds. And like, she hasn't really had symptoms because she changed her diet and her exercise. And I think that just goes to show like, yes, some people need that medicine. And like, I'm never going to tell any of my clients not to take a medicine that the doctor gave them. But if we can, like, work on it through diet and exercise and properly fuel your body like that's what I want to do and that's kind of like the route that we take I think yeah for sure I think we wanted to go into this just because we all
2: have like very different backgrounds of like Natalie going the PT round like Maddie with all the experience she's had of the injuries that she's dealt with personally and then I came obviously from a background of like being a bedside nurse for a couple of years and so like like y'all said the importance of implementing like eating your healthier foods and moving your body properly and like the difference that makes that people don't realize and then just being an informed consumer like maddie said like doctors obviously go to school like they learn things but doctors are also limited in the time they get to spend with you because of the structure of our healthcare system because of the way that insurance companies run things it's a very like cattle call system of like running you through and getting things done as quick as possible and so there's this whole picture of your life and they're getting a snapshot of it. And so they're making recommendations based off of that. So you also have a responsibility to yourself to look into the recommendations they're giving you. And like the things I'll always tell girls when they have questions about things a doctors telling them is like, don't be afraid to ask a doctor questions. Like, That's their job is to be there to like answer the questions you have about it. And it's not offensive or rude to like question a recommendation given to you. And then to ask for time to think on it and look into it yourself. And like, if you're going to take a medication, if you're going to take that route, make sure you understand why. Make sure you understand what it is and why you're doing it. And then think about is this the right decision for me? And if you don't feel like it is, tell them that. That's okay. You don't have to do it.
1: Yeah. I think. My experience, not just with like PT, but also going to the doctors and like kind of witnessing, I worked in healthcare. So, like, seeing how I understand the background of it. So, then when you see how they oh, interact cool. with you, I'm like, hmm, this is a little funky. I think a lot of the time it's a little bit outdated. So, when people mm-hmm. like when they wait you know, and they're like, well, your BMR is this, so like, like, this is your BMI, so you can't even, like, your OB. And I'm like, well, technically I'm obese because she's, but also it's like, (laughs) it's like that's kind of how they navigate everything. And then also just like, in terms of the eating, like I told you, they, like, sometimes it's like, well, no, it has to be this, or it has to be this because of what you're saying. And they don't take necessarily too much of a time to listen to you. Like you said, they do have limited time to see people. So it makes them almost cut patients off relatively fast when you do have like a lot of questions. So um, I always try to find doctors who are in some sort of the sports realm, whether it's like an interest in activity, because when you come to them with activity questions or wanting a PT mm-hmm. referral, they're gonna be a little bit more understanding in terms of that. I had to switch doctors like three times to get a PT referral like this year because nobody wanted to give me one. I was like, I swear, I've been doing exercises, you guys. <laughs> I know how to do that. So um, just be very like Bailey said, a good consumer and do your research and who you're seeing, who your provider is, how you can kind of manipulate your own system. Like every hospital setting is different. So being able to kind of figure out who is going to be on your side rather than just kind of throw something in your face without giving you that background or that answer that you're kind of seeking without fully listening to you because it can be really, really difficult.
0: Yeah. And I think like no fault to their own, but doctors, like they don't know your full background and your history and like what you're going through. And so they have an issue and they have a solution for it, whether you need that or not, or whether that's the right thing for you. And like, for example, one of my clients, she came to me, she had lost like almost 20 pounds, like in a healthy way with me, she was feeling better than she ever had. Like her diet was really good. We were going to put her through sort of like a bulk because she had, she wanted to put on muscle and she wanted to increase her calories a little bit. It was going into football season and that was just kind of her time of life. And she went to the doctor and she started freaking out because her doctor told her she was overweight. In no way was she overweight. It's just because she had more muscle on her body. Like if you look at bodybuilders, nine times out of 10, their BMI is going to be morbidly obese. BMI doesn't account for muscle. Exactly. And so it's just like, you need to take that into account and just be aware and just be like knowledgeable and understand that, like Natalie said, you, you don't have to Go to that doctor. You can find other doctors if you don't agree with them, or you can listen to other things so that you know for sure, like what you're putting into your body is going to be the best thing for you long term and not just like putting a mask over it, right? Like, I'm always like, I want to get to the root of the issue. I don't want to just mask the pain with a pill.
2: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I think just tying it all together of like being an informed consumer and just like taking care of yourself is thinking about that, like the healthcare model as a whole, just, and it sucks that it's like this and it's not, it's not a fault to doctors. It's the way that our system's built is we live in a country where our healthcare system is a sick care model and not a well care model. Our healthcare model is not designed to like keep us healthy because it's it's about money, but that's just like life. And if you are healthy and don't have issues, they're not making money off of you. And so in a sense, all these companies that are funding all this benefit from you being sicker. And so it's super, super important that we take care of ourselves. And that's like a huge thing that people will say when we are younger is like, well, I don't really want to like spend my money and time on my health right now, but you're going to have to spend that at some point. So it's either going to be investing and letting yourself feel good now and letting yourself be healthy and have the knowledge and have the power to have that the rest of your life. Or it's going to be 15 years down the road when you have a problem and then you're stuck trying to
0: spend time and money taking care of the problem when you could have avoided it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in high school, like I used to be sick all of the time, like kind of when I was going through things and like I was either under eating or eating the wrong things, like I was sick all of the time. And ever since like I got a coach and I knew what I was doing and I was exercising properly, like I could not tell you the last time I've actually been super sick. And same thing with a lot of my clients. They're like, I haven't been sick in so long. Like I feel so good. And it like literally fueling your body with good foods going to the gym and exercising like a couple of times a week even like three times a week or just getting your steps and getting more movement in is going to be preventative later on from like having to invest in your health then so why not invest in it now in an enjoyable sustainable way rather than having like tons of medical bills later on because you haven't taken care of your health now.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think obviously in the hospital, I was in like critical care. So it was like the sick of the sick, but like 90% of patients were diabetic or obese, like severely overweight, morbidly obese and how expensive that is, how many other things that can play into where like for whatever, like, I'm sorry, but like every single patient that came in there with COVID that had a lot of, a lot of complications 90% of them diabetic or morbidly obese and how much that's not just affecting you with that disease process. But when you do get sick with something else, how that impacts your body's ability to heal and to get better. And so you have to prioritize your health now. These are avoidable conditions for most things. They're avoidable by simply taking care of your body and making good choices when you're younger.
1: Yeah, I think for my perspective, kind of bouncing off of this is like the exercise side of things. Um, where I tend to like, what I tended to see a lot in clinic was like a lot of rheumatoid arthritis, a lot of reconstructive surgery, a lot of replacements everywhere and everywhere. And a lot mm-hmm. of people just getting hurt because of un, like, not really understanding how you're supposed to move in certain things. So that could be simple as walking, sitting, picking something up, all of those things do correspond to lifting weights. You think about a deadlift, if you can pick something up using your legs and your back is going to save you when you have to pick something up and you're 80 years old and your back wants to give out. Same thing in terms of like just walking. If your gait cycle isn't very good, you're probably going to need some hip surgery later on. It's just kind of thinking about that Weightlifting isn't just meant for bodybuilders and to be jacked, it's meant for everyone and doing it in doses to be able to be healthy for your body in the long run to be able to live a good life with your grandkids and do all of those beautiful things. That's why I kind of focus on a lot of weightlifting in terms of prehab rehab stuff just because you can see the immense benefits that you kind of get out of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, we're not telling our clients to go lift weights because we want them to be a bodybuilder and be absolutely jacked. Like that is what's healthiest for you. And that's how you're going to build muscle. That's how you're going to heal your metabolism, especially when you come into us under eating. I want to be healthy long-term and be able to do those things for life. And so I'm just like, so, so passionate about people investing in their health now And it's literally preventative from being unhealthy later on and having to, like we said, pay bills. And it's so much more than that, like just feeling good. It's so Mm -hmm. much more than just looking a certain way, just feeling good, being healthy, being able to sustain a good life and just be happy, be energetic and just have like overall more energy and be able to pour into your family and your job and school and things like that. Everyone is so busy. And so when you have more energy, you're able to do more things.
2: Yeah, definitely. We're going to, we're going to have to make time for it at some point or another. So it's a lot better to make time for it when you can make it a point to incorporate into your lifestyle make yourself healthier, have better energy, feel better, feel more confident instead of having it be a thing that you're forced to make time for because you're sick.
1: Yeah. I think that's like the best way to kind of put that. Cause like people will come to me later where they're like 60 plus and they're like, wait, but like, I need help post-surgery. And like, well, I mean, like, I can help you as much as we can now in terms of rehab. But like, if you would have done all of this stuff before, maybe the surgery wouldn't have had to happen. Or maybe we would still be able to recover in terms of like, getting everything going a little bit faster post-op. So it's hard just because I know there's this weird stigma around lifting. And it's kind of, it's really prevalent, prevalent in my life, like, especially being from a Latin household, like, they will tell me all of the fun things I do have like a TikTok where I literally talk about all the beautiful things they love to tell me in terms of lifting and I think it comes with like a cultural thing it comes with a lot of like the generational things because like even my mom my mom was like one of those people who did like a Britney Spears workout that was like a thousand crunches and like that's how you did it like that's what exercise was for women so kind of prioritizing more of like well the weightlifting isn't there to make you bulky one it's so hard to get bulky because I'm yes. trying, I'm
0: trying. <laughs> literally I'm trying. let me know when you get bulky because it is not gonna happen <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm trying really hard okay but it's really hard to do so so I think it's kind of like this idea of whichy from the get in healthcare because I think now you look at a lot of younger doctors a lot of younger PTs they're going to tell you to lift some fucking weights they're going to tell you to move your body in a way that's enjoyable for you even though they do still tell you to have a little bit of weight whether or not your enjoyment is yoga or walking they're going to be like you need some resistance training because your body likes that your bones your ligaments your tendons everything loves to be under some sort of resistance like that so incorporating that is going to save you, I promise you, in the long run. One, my health myself has gotten so much better. Like I've already had a good amount of muscle. But in terms of prioritizing like my mobility before my lift, my joints move a lot better. I'm not in super constant achy pain. And then um, I've had some clients he, I had a client who was diabetic. He had a um, really bad shoulder rotator cuff injury. We worked on stuff like that. He has a whole range of motion. He got off of his diabetes medication. And now he's just like thriving, living versus throwing something like Bailey said, just kind of like throwing a solution to a problem after the fact, instead of working on how we can fix that beforehand. So I think now is the time. And I talk about it so much with my boyfriend, like switching this huge stigma around exercise, because there is a generation older than us that is still kind of stuck. On this concept of exercise needing to be like cardio, toning exercises, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say that means, um, and stuff like that. So, kind of preaching a little bit more in healthcare how important resistance training is. There's so many studies, and I know because I wrote a paper on it mm-hmm. um, about strength training and how it improves injury risk later on in healthcare, like issues. So. Um, that's kind of my big thing that I really want to like say, just because exercise is a beautiful thing. Exercise is a form of medicine and just being able to kind of utilize it more. A gym membership is a lot less expensive than medications later on. So thinking about doing something like that prior and trying to get your health ready until something happens and maybe like, you know, we can't really guarantee what's going to go on so um that's my big thing I know I talk a lot about it with clients because I'm like I want you to move well now so that when you're 90 you can still walk like yeah, this yeah. is my goal in terms of exercise right. so that's why I like I am probably the most annoying when it comes to forum videos cause I'm like how does it feel how does it feel yeah. how did you do how did, how did <laughs> like would you have pain like what's yeah. going on
0: Well, and that's like why we, I have a few things to say here, but like, that's why we have our clients send us form videos to make sure their form is good Mm -hmm. and like they're not injuring themselves. And like, no matter what your goals are, two to three days of strength training is going to go such a long way. One of my friends, like she's a distance runner. She loves running. She doesn't love lifting, but ever since she started lifting, I gave her like a little workout plan literally three days a week of just a full body lift. She's like, I've become such a better runner because of it. And like, that's super important. And then another like side tangent is like, although I'm like going through it with my shoulder right now and it's not fun, I do know that like I have healed and recovered way faster than other people who didn't have that solid foundation. Like when I was in PT, like there were so many older people or even people who weren't that much older than me who didn't have like a foundation of um, exercise. And it's taken them way longer to get to where I am now because they didn't have that solid foundation. So yes, like injuries are sometimes inevitable, but the healing process is going to be so much faster if you do have that solid foundation. Yeah, definitely.
2: Be informed. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Invest in your health now. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can fit it into your lifestyle, but make it a priority.
1: Yeah. Make yourself a priority because later on in life, when you think you have that time to like be by yourself and you're retired and doing all those things, what did you do before then to get to that point of being able to live your life nice and happy?
0: So, you know,
1: spend your money now so that you're living your life better later.
0: There's never a better time to feel better. You always deserve to feel good. You deserve to like make your health a priority like don't put your health stealth on the back burner and I think a lot of people come to us and they're like well I don't have time I'm in school or I have kids and I'm like if you can't fully give yourself everything you're not giving everything to other people you're not taking care of your kids as better but as best as you could you're not going showing up to your job as best you could but if you're prioritizing yourself you're going to show up in all areas of your life that much better yep absolutely All right. Well, Natalie, thanks so much for coming on our podcast. Definitely going to have you on here a lot more because you're just so knowledgeable and just awesome. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you
1: guys for having me. I mean, I talk to you guys every week, but like this is like, it was a little nerve wracking, not a lie, but it was really nice to just talk about things that I think need to be talked about, especially in this industry and especially in regards to like women in this industry having kind of like, just us as like a strong backbone to kind yeah. of be able to have this information and just give it out to the world as much as we can.
0: Absolutely. Well so if you want to plug yourself on Instagram, TikTok, whatever socials you have.
1: You can follow me on Instagram at Nat Fit. That is N E T N E L G O Z and Zebra A um fit. Um you can follow me there. i have I promise there's content coming i actually just filmed some mobility stuff for clients i'm gonna put on there so you guys can have that but also tell me what you want because i feel like i have all this knowledge and don't know how to
2: yeah
1: six content so please blow me up um on instagram and then tiktok is the same thing
0: Yeah. If y'all have any questions about mobility or, you know, PT stuff or just anything, definitely message her on Instagram. And then, um, also follow our (laughs) coaching page, which is just strong with two G or life with two E's. I had to look at that. There was usernames taken. So, um, but follow (laughs) follow me on Instagram, Maddie underscore bunker, and then Bailey's and then mine's Bay DeLore. So yeah,
2: we're always here for you guys. We want everybody to be super informed. So anything you want to hear about, you have questions about, don't hesitate to reach out to any of us.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for listening. Yeah. And we will talk to y'all next week.